All right, great to have you here along for the ride. You know, if you thought China was our only problem, not so much. Um, you may remember once upon a time when Mitt Romney cast Russia as our biggest geopolitical threat, and then, of course, he was laughed and mocked for that. But uh, guess what? He was right. And Putin's making no secret that his goal is to have total superiority over the Arctic. And recently, in the last couple of weeks, has warned he'll knock out the teeth of everyone after the U.S. warned Russia play by the rules. And there's a pretty ominous article in McLean's warning that his ambitions are about to be put into action, issuing a stark warning that Canada and other Western allies um, should be put on notice that all the resources beneath the melting ice in the Arctic Sea now belong to the Russian government. And when Putin says that, what he means is the entire Arctic Ocean, including 200 miles of Canada's Arctic coast, which it plans to expand its military capabilities so that it can take and extract vast Arctic oils and all the natural resources that we don't give much thought to. Marcus Kolga is a senior fellow at McDonald Laurier Institute, also a journalist for Disinfo Russia, as well as Eastern in Europe and Asia. Good to have you. Thanks for having me on, Alex. All right, let's start with this piece as I read it, because, you know, I was just reading these comments that uh, Putin had made uh, about a week and a half ago, and I thought, geez, what kind of uh, saber rattling is this? But you've written this piece called Winter's Coming to Canada's North. Vladimir Putin will make sure of it. And I guess while we've been looking away and under the distraction of COVID, he has been very busy securing what he states is his. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's been busy at this uh, really for the past oh, five, six, seven years, the, the, let's say the past decade. Um, while Vladimir Putin has been, when he's talking in places like the Arctic Council, to Canada, he's saying that he wants to engage and cooperate on issues of the environment and indi- indigenous issues. But at the same time, he's been building up his military. It's this, it's been a rapid militarization of Arctic forces. And some of them, you know, definitely are defense related, um, but uh, the vast majority are offensive weapons. So this includes long range bombers. Um, mm. this, is, this is super weapons. There's a, there, um, the super weapons that he's developed is an underwater stealth to- uh, nuclear torpedo that's intended oh, yeah. to, radi- to uh, irradiate coastlines and could be used in Arctic uh, situations. So he's been doing this for the past decade, and, and certainly over the past year, uh, he's already passed a, uh, a massive strategic plan to capture as much of the resources that are available under the Arctic Sea for Russia. And now, as you mentioned, about a week and a half, two weeks ago, Russia put in a claim to the UN claiming the entire Arctic Ocean up to basically the Canadian coast, and, uh, and just last week, Sergei Lavrov, uh, Putin's foreign mm. minister, basically reiterated this before the Arctic Council meeting, saying uh, every, all Western governments should back off because this is rightfully the Arctic is Russia. Yeah. And, and I would normally laugh, um, you know, about the United Nations having to vote on this. But given what I think of the United Nations and given who the <laughs> members of many of their uh, councils are, um, they very well could agree with Russia on this. But, but you know, we have not paid attention to this. Um, you know, certainly Stephen Harper made the Arctic a focus point, but, but under the Trudeau government, it is clear they don't really see any of this as a threat. So I don't, I don't have a lot of confidence, um, and you may be shocked by that, that this government <laughs> is ready to take on a guy like Vladimir Putin. Well, further to your first point about the UN, yeah, this, it's, the claim has to be ratified by the United Nations. But I would argue that Vladimir Putin is not the kind of guy who follows right. the law. So 
even if the UN decided to say that it's it's not Russia, there's nothing saying that he he just won't continue uh, just cl- continue claiming it, and he will use the weapons that he has to to secure it. I mean, he's already sent uh, out his uh, Gazprom, the the massive state oil company. Mm-hmm. He's told them they go go get the gas; it's yours. And so they're all they're already moving in on this. And so uh, about how Canada, whether Canada is prepared or not, we're not. Um, we've we're right now we're building six uh, icebreakers that are meant for uh, uh, single year ice. So this means mm. ice that forms over one season. So the kind of ice that's on Hudson Bay, but certainly not the kind of ice that you see in the far north. So these are patrol ships that are lightly armed. Uh, have light weapons, are lightly armed. It's a, it's a step in the right direction. This is a Harper-era uh, decision. Um, so that's a positive thing. We don't have any permanent, significant military base in the Arctic. We're building a, a refueling station, a seasonal refueling station by the looks of it, in, on Baffin Island that is designed to refuel these, these ships. But, uh, but I'll tell you, that's it. Other than you know, some snowmobiles and uh, some hunting rifles, we, we don't have any real military presence. So if a country like Russia, and we know China's moving into the Arctic, if they wanted to make that move, they could do it, and we wouldn't have much to say about it. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure those... um you know, those uh, snowmobiles can outrun a Poseidon torpedo. I mean, when you actually look and see what they've done uh, in Russia in this particular area, it's pretty scary that they have amassed such a huge, you know, military bases and and water ports and all as you talk about these super weapons. And so, of course, naturally, we're going to have to rely on our friends uh, next door to to protect us from what, um, for whatever reason, we continually ignore. But I don't get the sense they're taking Biden too seriously either. Well, I mean, this is a good point. I mean, who's who's the neighbor that's going to protect us uh, in the far north? You know, quite frankly, uh, the U.S. has its own problems with Alaska and, yeah. uh, you know, in, and Russia there. Um, you know, we do have neighbors, you know, in the far north and allies like Norway who are mm-hmm. taking the, the situation seriously because Norway is directly threatened by this. And we have other allies who want to do more. But we're just not focused. We're, we're, mm-hmm. We have no strategy. We're not paying any attention to what's going on there. Um, yet our allies are, and they're, they're pleading with us to, to work together. Um, and, and you're right. I mean, about uh, Joe Biden, uh, you know, I think we talked a few months ago. I was pretty optimistic. I was bullish on, on, on Biden's position on Russia. But now, you know, last week he flip-flopped on, on Nord Stream 2. This is the the gas pipeline yeah. that runs from Russia's Arctic straight to Germany. Uh, the, the Trump administration said that they were going to place sanctions on the, on the pipeline to restrict Russia's ability to use gas as a weapon against Europe. But uh, Joe Biden you know, decided not to place those sanctions on Russia. And you know, I know there are a lot of analysts and a lot of critics of the Putin regime who are sort of scratching their heads and going, you know, wondering what the heck's going on. So, you know, if Biden continues this way, you're right. I mean, Putin's not going to take him very seriously because he's demonstrating to Putin that he's a pretty weak guy and and can uh, can be bent to Putin's will. I mean, not that I'm going to be Putin's strategist, but I mean, this would be the perfect time for him to start you know, to strike. I mean, looking at a guy like Trudeau, who all he talks about is the existential threat of uh, climate change and 
you know, his, um, you know, constant virtue signaling. I'd say now's the time because there's no way Trudeau's going to respond. I don't even think he thinks about this. I don't think he cares about this. I don't even think it's on his radar. So what are you thinking for timeline as to when when Russia will take, you know, its big act of aggression in this particular region? Well, I don't know. I mean, there, there are several potential hotspots right now. I mean, we were just watching what was happening on the borders of Ukraine, the, the massive buildup yeah. that was going on there. Um, that seems to have uh, sort of uh, settled down, although Russian troops are shooting at, actively shooting at Ukrainian positions. Um, we saw what happened in Belarus just two days ago. We talked mm-hmm. about this as well. Um, you know, the, it, it seems that Putin is is put into motion a slow motion uh, annexation of Belarus. And so this could be one of the places that we need to be keeping an eye on because it's not just Belarus itself, but there is a small gap between uh, the enclave of Kaliningrad, which is on the Baltic coast, is a small sliver of Russian territory. And then there's an area where Poland and Lithuania border each other. It's about a 20 kilometer gap. And then uh, and then you have uh, then there's uh, Belarus. There, a lot of analysts have suggested that he may want to close off that gap to choke off the Baltic states from any road access for NATO, and then he might move into the Baltics. I'm not saying that's what could happen, but with regards to Belarus, he may want to annex Belarus and then connect it up to Kaliningrad. That would be a very serious problem. But as far as the Arctic goes, we know that uh, Putin, like I said, he's ordered and told his uh, major gas company and resource companies to start moving in on the Arctic. And he has massive, massive nuclear-powered icebreakers. I mean, these things are, are uh, massive ships that can break through, you know, t- several meters yeah. of ice. They, it, they yeah. can break through anything. They will go in there and they will start mining. They will start extracting those resources. So this is, this is already happening. It's not an if. It is happening. It's just a matter of how far in, uh, into the Arctic he'll go. Crazy times. Nonetheless, stay tuned. Marcus, always appreciate your insight. Anytime, my friend. Marcus Kolga, senior fellow over at McDonald Laurier Institute, also with Disinfo Watch. And if you want to read the article, it is up in McLean's right now. It's called Winter's Coming to Canada's North. Vladimir Putin will make sure of it. Boy, there's a lot going on in the world these days. It is crazy.